0: listening to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. Before we get started, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Facebook at Range Minded Podcast. You'll find all the articles and videos we talk about in each episode. This is episode 134, where we talk about some current events and a couple of surprising facts and figures about the gun world from this year. Thanks for listening. And as always, we hope you enjoy episode 134 of Range Minded, the current events of the end of 2020. Hello and welcome to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. My name is
1: Mark Long and I am joined by... Steve in the flesh. In person. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you? Great. And we are also joined by... Uh, Nick Hoffer. Also in the flesh. I am. We're all together today. All together in person. And it's very nice. It is. And if it's a little more echoey, it's because we're in the big classroom. But we can't say why. For secret reasons.
2: I, I kind of like it in here. It's bright. I don't feel like we're in a dungeon this time. There's animals on the wall.
1: That's true. There's this a computer that's turned on behind Mark. Yeah, you can
0: hear the uh, projector going as well. So, um, And you are also teaching a class
1: today. Yeah, I'm teaching a class tonight and tomorrow morning. Yeah, that's what brings you into town, right? Yeah. What classes are you teaching? Uh, tonight is the range portion of the concealed carry, and tomorrow is basic pistol. Very cool. Fun.
0: Yeah. Sounds like it'll be a good time. I hope so. Um,
1: and fun for me, maybe not the students. <laughs> well, hopefully you have a lot of students. Do you know how many you have? Tonight there's 24-ish. That's a fair that's, amount. That's a fair amount. That's and a fair amount. Tomorrow I only know of seven, but there might be more in there. Gotcha. Well, you never know. Some people sign up too, like the day before or whatever. Yeah. And I really enjoy the basic handgun class. That That's a ton of fun.
0: Yeah. It is. It's interesting to see the confidence grow in people really quickly once you teach them the right way to...
2: Do you have any spots left in that class? I could probably use those skills. Yeah, I'm sure there's a spot in that class. I just don't know if I have ammo for oh. that class.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, where are people getting ammo for all these classes? I think we have some set aside for the students. Oh, there you go. That's smart. Um, the basic is only a box. It's just 50 rounds. Tonight's class, though, that's 100 rounds. That's a lot of rounds to go through. That's painful. Yeah.
0: So, Well, I think you're going to be teaching more classes anyway because... Um,
1: There's still a lot of guns out there and a lot more guns out there. Oh, man. And, man, I should have pulled up the particle article. (laughs) I was reading this morning about exactly how many guns are out there. Well, we know that there are 5 million about new gun owners, right, in the country? Roughly.
0: From March to now, which is a lot. Yeah. and Exponential numbers. Yeah. So we thought we'd talk about a couple of current events, things that are going on that aren't about an election. Mm Mm-hmm i'm sure it'll probably come up when we when. have
2: we have one of those going on still
1: i i forgot a little about it yeah <laughs> old news yeah geez
0: um but no, the uh, NSSF. Uh, you sent an article, Steve, about the NSSF releasing the most recent firearm production figures and how many firearms were produced and all that kind of stuff. And I figured since you're a facts and figures guy, we could <laughs> we could talk about it. And I have an article as well that we could talk about and see if there's anything else going on in the ether of the, the gun world
1: right now. Well, yeah, which is a little bit of stuff happening. Yeah, a little bit. So for for those of you that don't know what the NSSF is, and <laughs> like, slow down. The NSSF. <laughs> uh, it's the National Shooting Sports Foundation. So they're the ones that put on SHOT Show every year, except for the last year and maybe the year before and maybe the next few years to come. And who knows if ever again.
0: Oh, well, Possibly. We it, talked it, about it'll that. happen again. We talked it'll about that
1: back. two weeks ago. But, uh, so, but they do a lot of inter- industry stuff. It's uh, a lot of... Uh, so shooting ranges and gun stores can become members of the National Shooting Sports Foundation. And there's a lot of information and, and help and resources that they have um, kind of backdoor politics. But there's not no inside baseball. That's a better inside word for baseball. It. There you go. Um, anyway, they did a it, their, their, uh um Oh, my gosh. Why can I think? Every year, they print a report out about all the stuff that's happened in in the industry as far as (laughs) firearms production stuff. Yeah. Annual report would probably be the actual term that it's used, oddly enough. Yeah. They. I'm obviously tired. I just... Do
2: you need some coffee? It sounds like I already drank a bunch of coffee. Here, have my energy drink.
1: I might have to go get one out of my truck. (laughs) Sorry, I just drove here for... Just for this? Yeah. Anyway... So in this annual report, there's a lot of stuff in the industry about how many firearms are manufactured, um, magazines, how many they think is in the public now. It's kind of kind of cool. Yeah, and and there's more than I thought. Couple. Yeah, I might be a recipient of some of these.
2: Well, probably is about ten to twenty percent. <laughs> I think those numbers don't even reflect the ones that you own.
1: No, I'm pretty sure, Can and we... I'm I'm willing to guess that these numbers are actually. Way lower than
2: considering, reality. Considering you buy every second that Amin 2 has ever created in, <laughs> since their beginning of time, you probably have like 10,000 magazines from them.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I was hoping to buy a box of Amen 2 magazines when I got here today.
2: Do they have magazines Why you drove right past their shop on the way here?
1: They won't sell to you.
2: Not to you? I thought Mm -mm. you you were a dealer.
1: They won't sell to Steve. They'll sell to anybody else, but they don't let him in. They see me coming. They're like, "Uh, we're all out. We're closed. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, let's go over some of
0: those facts and figures a little bit because there are a lot of numbers here and there's a lot to digest. And I think it does kind of reflect the state of the gun world right now.
2: So. Yeah. So read them off because you have it open. I do have it open. Where's you have it open too. I'm reading the other article. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so in 18, 2018, uh, they, they say around 11.4 million firearms were manufactured. 11.4 million. That's
2: a lot. That's all inclusive though. That's, that's, ev- that's not just AR-15s. That's everything. No, that's hunting Hand rifles, shotguns, handguns, rifles. rifles. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and firearms, I and mean, that could be just receivers even.
2: Right. Any, anything that paid the, the, what, the excise tax.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, and here says that approximately half of that 11.4 million were MSRs, AR-15s. Yeah, one half of all the rifles produced and imported were. 48%.
0: Yeah. That's a lot. And since 1990, 1990 there are an estimated almost 20 million modern sporting rifles in circulation today. I have
1: a feeling that number is low.
0: Probably, especially because it doesn't count the eighty percent ones, like we talked
1: about a couple of weeks ago. I, I still, as well as I, I would, I would reckon there's 20, 22 million out there. Why do? You, what do you, why do? Why do? What? Why do you think that? Just my gut.
2: So, so my question, devil's advocate here: uh, How are they going to find all twenty two million of those if they do decide that those are no longer necessary for the general public to have?
1: They they won't be able to get them all. There's no way. No way. I don't think so either. Because you're not even counting people that have access to CNC machines and blocks of aluminum. That's true. Yeah, or 3D printers for that matter I, now. I bet you there are 10 million undocumented receivers receivers out there.
0: Well, it's legal to make.
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. So like I said with
2: the well, 80% I feel ones, like, but... So I wanted to have this conversation where we're talking about 80%. I, I remember before 80% lowers were a big deal that... I looked into constitutional firearms. Mm-hmm. Are you aware? You're familiar with that? So the constitutional firearm is uh, every... And I'm probably wrong. It's been a long time since I've looked it up. But I believe it says that you're allowed to have two two firearms that are unserialized. Mm-hmm. serialized as, as far as constitutionally. That was before 80% lowers hmm. and before polymer 80s. Yeah, I heard that either. That you could have... Firearms that were unserialized. I can't remember why I looked at it. This has got to have been eight, nine years ago that I looked it up. So, is that like making your own
0: manufacturing yeah. your own firearms legally?
2: That's what it was. It was manufacturing your own firearm like in your garage, in your shop. Yeah. If you that made is legal it yourself, yeah. you could not have serial numbers on like, I think it was like one or two firearms and be as long as you made them. You couldn't transfer them to anyone. You couldn't do anything with them other than possess them yourself, which I believe that's how like a polymer 80 is, right? No, you can't transfer that or sell that.
1: Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm not aware for sure what the legalities is on that. Yeah. I'm not sure either, but you can, like, that's why the
0: 80%, you know, like polymer 80 and the AR 15 lowers and stuff are, you know, they don't have a serial number on it or anything like that because you can, manufacture
2: that because that's what you're doing is you're manufacturing right. it to a finished product. You're just so already that, 80% there. So that that's something I've never thought about before we had that conversation. And now I'm interested in probably doing some research into that because I know people that own 10 to 20 of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what is the laws on those? Is that the next pistol brace? Like, is that the next thing that well, is questioned on, well, you can only own so many. So if you have... Two, you can't – it's not legal.
1: For the sake of not getting into politics, I mean, there is rumblings <laughs> that parts and pieces are are going to go to the way of the dodo.
2: Like AR
0: parts and mm, –
1: really? Anything online. You can't purchase anything online.
0: Yeah, I know about online, but I wonder if like your local shop can still carry them, right?
2: Well, if you couldn't buy them online, I would assume that they were going to make you have some file, some, some sort kind of, of paperwork
1: – to get them to get the parts because
2: if they're just restricting it online it means that they want to have some sort of verification of who's buying it and where it's going so it would it would be my assumption that if you couldn't buy something online that you would it would be like a 4473 type restriction maybe not that strict maybe not a background check but having to Document like document the, the, and what the serial numbers of the parts are and oh god, could you imagine if you had to serialize like a forward assist
1: dust I cover? I wouldn't be surprised if or you had a done. dust cover spring, yeah, or any of those pieces micro stamped. I'm sure. Well, we can. What if everything? But
2: I don't. I don't want to what if any of it. I just want to what if it doesn't happen. Yeah, that's a <laughs> what if. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, the the big thing there was the the modern sporting rifle thing, which is obviously like an AR-15 or its equivalent or whatever. That was something that kind of caught my eye that, you know, about half of them in circulation, there are almost 20 million, 20 to 22 million, we'll yeah,
1: say. It says from 1990 to 1919, uh, 19.8 million MSRs in the public hands. Yeah, And, and again, I say that numbers. And and just to correct Steve,
2: he meant 2019, not 19. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs)
1: Went back to Browning. Sorry. I was
2: going to say they didn't have the AR back then. Yeah. Um,
0: Also, firearm and ammunition manufacturing. I'm not the (laughs) only one. No, it's Friday. They uh, talked about um, how many people are employed by the firearms industry. Yeah, that's awesome. And the money. It's 12,000 people in the, the U.S., are employed in one way or another by the firearms industry, which accounts for $3.9 billion in goods shipped um, and an 8.7 billion rounds of all calibers and gauges were produced. And most
1: of those are in some dude's basement. He's hoarding yeah, them all. Yeah, seriously.
2: That 12,000 employees seems low. I always thought it was more than that.
1: Well, look at when you go to SHOT Show. Now I'm this is just manufacturing 12,000 manufacturing yeah. jobs. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't I didn't clarify firearms and ammunition
0: manufacturing it doesn't count for gun shops and it probably doesn't count for like holster makers right. or magazine the manufacturers. They count as manufacturing. Except,
2: <laughs> A- artisans A- ammo? holster <laughs> artisans? Well, I don't I don't know because I would guarantee that there's more than 12,000 people who are making holsters. At a small level, so yeah. oh sure, like I, I know that for a fact. I have a list that has five thousand holster makers on it, and mm-hmm. they don't they don't employ anybody.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, they must so, be talking about directly firearm and ammunition manufacturing. Yeah. So, working for an amu- you know a manu- ammunition manufacturer or like working for Smith and Wesson in the factory or for Glock right. or one of those or whatever. So
2: right. well, um, it doesn't
1: say. It still seems oh, low because, because Smith and working.
2: Wesson's got to employ two three thousand people. Could be. Thank you.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you go to uh, – what's the parent company, Smith? I forgot. Uh, something outdoors.
2: Is it? It's not Vista, is
1: it? No, it's yeah. not Vista. I, I, I don't it, know. Well, even Vista is a good example. They yeah. own a ton of companies. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me wonder how many people are in the factories actually running and making the
0: firearms, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, maybe with automation there isn't as many as you'd think, but –
2: I mean, they're definitely churning them out. <laughs> well, I would say I would say this: that when I worked for Tactical Solutions at the we had 55 employees, mm-hmm. and that that's I mean they're a blip on the radar as yeah. far as manufacturing, they're a micro company. Yeah, so I wonder how many like you know. That's, that's just why it sounds low to me, but they're the experts, not me. I mean, poll you know how polls go. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and what about like Hornady or like um, Winchester ammo manufacturing? I mean, unless they just have a little small amount of people making a butt ton of ammo.
1: I'm going to have to do some research. It's a
2: lot of under the table work, it sounds like.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm wondering what, uh, like how many people Remington had before they folded. Oh, yeah. Because there's a, I bet a majority of those people just rolled over into other manufacturers.
0: So you were talking about... um, how are they, uh, we're thinking about getting those 22 million modern sporting rifles. How do you think they're going to get the 71.2 <laughs> million pistol magazines capable of holding more than 10 rounds or the 79.2 million numbers. rifle magazines capable of holding at least 30 rounds? But
2: let's not even look at it like that. Let's think about if that ta- if their tax on those magazines went through, think of the number of income that they're going to make off of every one of those oh. magazines
1: if everybody paid their 200 per
2: well if they they know how many's there so if they don't get in a trillion dollars in tax from those magazines they're <laughs> going to know that hit the streets
1: <laughs> well they they're, they're going to find some of those magazines if they're not careful
0: well on top of that there's 440 434 million firearms in civilian possession
1: in the US according to the atf firearms commerce and idaho's probably a hundred million of those <laughs> i would i would got it we've got to be the most in the
2: world there's got to be more oh, guns absolutely. in the u.s the than the world yeah, combined. Like that's probably military. Yeah.
1: well that's some of the anti-gunners argument is there's more firearms available in the united states than anywhere else i think at the top like three combined that's an actually. argument
2: that makes me want to live here even that's more that's called freedom
1: <laughs> we also have a working constitution
0: Right. Um, right now, I actually read something about, uh, Kentucky and how they represent 1% of the population, but 6% of the firearm sales in the U S Nice, that was pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. I know Idaho's up there too. Is that I'm where sure. you
2: order your guns from
1: Kentucky? Yeah. I have too many teeth. <laughs> they won't ship to me. We're just wow. kidding.
2: We're just kidding. I really no, don't have that, that many. W- teeth. That was a joke. Steve has no teeth. <laughs> well, and then, uh, the last,
0: I think one of the last, um, facts and figures they have here is that um the first 10 months of 2020 did you see how many background checks there were so far yeah i can't remember the numbers 17.2 million yeah so that you take 5 million new gun owners and that's 12 million gun owners who probably bought more firearms or i guess that doesn't count for the rejected or
1: well and and whatever is rejected or, or nullified or whatever. There's multiples on that same 4473 as well. so That's true. Because, you know, I can buy 10 receivers on one 4473. Right. Or 10 different Technically, tons, yeah. there's no limit of how many firearms I can put on you the 4473. You just 4, have to 4, write it all down on the 4473.
2: So. Yeah. so basically, we're saying that those numbers are low.
1: I, I think these numbers are a little inaccurate, but they got to be somewhat close. They're probably conservative
0: estimates because the other thing, too, is you're not thinking or we're not thinking about the amount of private transfers that happened maybe to a first-time gun owner maybe somebody had a friend who was trying to get rid of a gun just because there was either too many or and they actually went through a lawful sale you know that that counts as a a new gun owner or um, a firearm sale and those can't be accounted for
1: what i think would be interesting is to get on like palmetto state armory or somebody like that and say and pull up their upper receiver sales Compared to their lower receiver sales. and yeah. I mean, that could be interesting because I think you might get a little bit more um, idea of how many there really are out there. I yeah. think
2: we should just create a Facebook poll and ask <laughs> people to tell us how many guns they have. And
1: own. serial numbers.
2: And, and their address. <laughs>
1: yeah. And their address. And we have a buyback program available. We'll yes. keep them safe at the bottom of the lake. I,
2: I will store your firearms for 50 cents a month. <laughs> or
1: I will give you a $50 Texas Roadhouse gift gift card. Oh, Wow. I, I will do that right now. That's I promise you I would do that. Wow, that's, that's that's a Steve Zimmerman guarantee. Largest
2: steak franchise in the country. I love that place. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> well and
1: So you're saying you want a gift card?
2: I'm pretty sure I could find a twenty-five dollar firearm to trade for a fifty dollar gift card. Just yeah, making fine. money. <laughs> that's fine because I could
1: probably still make money on that twenty five dollar gun.
2: <laughs> um
0: yeah, the uh the president of the NSF came out to say too that uh the modern sporting rifle continues to be the most popular rifle sold yep. in America, with nearly twenty million in circulation, and it is clearly a commonly owned firearm that is being used for lawful, lawful purposes every day in America.
1: And that was a that was a thumbs up to Heller right there. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, I think that shows that
0: the NSSF obviously is, you know, keeping our rights at the top of mind.
1: I hope so. Which I think is cool. I really do believe the NSSF and like um um what are some of the other pro-gun organizations out there?
0: Firearms Policy Coalition,
1: yeah. I think, is another one. Um, the NRA? Not the NRA. Yeah,
2: you know Dude, what? I, why what? am I the only one who's still a fan of the NRA? <laughs> so
1: I, I, I don't hate the NRA. I just am kind of pissed.
0: I haven't heard anything from the NRA in like a month or two. Like, I haven't seen it on the news. haven't seen it right anything. Right now, like,
1: they should be on everywhere. And why aren't they?
0: Yeah, especially with all the new gun owners. They could get in front of everybody. But actually most of the year I don't think. Have you heard any semi stories from the NRA? No. The the last story I heard from the NRA was
1: when they were getting sued. And, and were they going to get were they going to go bankrupt? Yeah, well, well they're, they were
2: getting prosecuted in New York, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: there's some stuff going on. And here's the frustrating thing, and I can't remember, I remember hearing the statistic, but like the amount of NRA members that actually vote, there's not a lot of voters in the NRA. Really? Like it, that
2: vote for ...political elections or that vote on the NRA stuff? No, I think for they vote po- in elections political
1: stuff, like to actually get out and do stuff for a candidate. Huh. It's, it, it's a small number that actually vote. I, I got to dig it up. I remember hearing that and I was aghast. That's surprising. That's very surprising. That tells me that they're apathetic and lazy. Definitely lazy.
2: The members or the NRA?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do know some NRA members that are like very active politically... Um, I'm a life member, and, and
2: so if they if they go away, do we get our money for our lifetime memberships back?
1: No, because We'll just, let's just not. Cause
2: they spent it all on, on the postcards that they sent me for the first <laughs> ten years.
0: Well, actually, so it's funny you mention that because I just pulled it up on the news, and it says that uh, the NRA settled, pay will pay a two million dollar fine, and will stop selling insurance in New
1: York. Yeah, they just need to be a whole restructuring, but it'll never happen. No, it's too too big and too old of an organization. It's I the think oldest civil rights organization in the United States. Right. So you'd think they'd have an awesome track record for taking care of their their membership, but I don't know. They need to fix it. Yeah, we'll see. Fix it.
2: I think that uh, what is it, USCCA, is trying to overtake the NRA.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Same thing with firearms policy. And, I mean, I think even the National the Shooting Second Sports Amendment Foundation. Foundation, yeah. that's
2: Well, the USCCA has their own insurance now, their own yeah. training programs, yep. their and, own. They have way better materials
1: for the yep. instructors. I'm getting mine up to date. There you go. Yeah, they I have see. that great book that we uh, distribute at the uh, concealed carry classes. Yeah. And and their, their event every year is awesome from what I hear.
2: Yeah, I, I saw some of their stuff when I was in Terry's office because he just got certified with them and he was... Because t- I was thinking, I'll get my NRA certification and he was like, if I would go with this one. Yeah. It's a little bit more expensive
1: though, but... He- it's so much better though. Yeah, I think you get some more curriculum out of it. And- well,
2: I'll tell you what, the... Posters, actually, there's an NRA one right over there. The the, po- the poster boards that they give you yeah, are a cool lot more is. updated. That thing looks like it's from the 70s. Yeah, it looks like a class,
1: like from a classroom in the 70s or the 60s. Well, I could pull up some PowerPoints that I have from the NRA, and you'd be like, "Wow, this this predates PowerPoint." Isn't it a white background with black font, and that's about it? Yeah, I went and oh man, I'm probably gonna get in trouble. I went and changed all the slides because <laughs> it was so boring. Yeah. Trying but, to bring it up to date.
0: Yeah, they, they kind of missed out on it. We've talked about that before. But um, I thought another kind of interesting article on the NSSF, which was on that page, um, they have a whole page called Understanding America's Rifle, the Modern Sporting Rifle, and talks about all the different myths that are people think about ARs um, or any other sporting rifle. Um, and it was really... A, educational I guess I would I'm gonna like bookmark this page whenever anybody talks well, to me about
2: so the husband. NSSF went really heavy into the modern sporting rifle after the whole Sandy Hook thing yeah they were trying mm-hmm. to yeah. well not
1: just them they didn't come up with the no, definition no but, but
2: they they really really put because they were taking a lot of heat because it happened well in and the same they're state. actually
1: headquartered in, yeah. in
0: Newtown yeah. I think right yeah
2: yeah so they were taking a lot of heat so they did a lot of a lot of education on the rifle and the uses of the yeah. rifle and why it's not an assault rifle.
0: Yeah, they actually go through this bullet point by bullet point on this page. I Maybe mean, we can post all these on, uh, on our Facebook page. Um, but I mean, they start right there saying the AR is, st- it stands for Armalite rifle, not assault rifle or automatic rifle. I mean, they just go bullet point by bullet point. Um, they even get into, since America's founding, civilian sporting rifles have evolved along with military firearms. The modern, modern sporting rifle f- simply follows that pattern.
1: And the thing I really like about the NSSF and all these articles is, sure, there's membership for, for ranges and whatever, but this stuff's accessible to the public. Mm-hmm. So it's you, right on the you, website. You can jump on their website. You can read through all their articles. Um, it, it They're about education. That's what they're about, and, it, and it's awesome.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's why I want to bookmark this page and say if somebody ever says, hey, you know – would, why we should ban assault rifles, or why should we not ban assault rifles? Well, just read this, and maybe if you understand and educate yourself a little bit more, you'll realize well, it's hopefully not.
2: Hopefully, they know how to read, because <laughs> I know a lot of them don't know how to comprehend. Well, well I can read different. it really slowly. Yeah,
1: reading and comprehension are not the same. So,
0: I thought another interesting point on that and uh, was that modern they talk about the chambering of different sporting rifles uh, from 22 long rifle all the way up to 410 shotgun.
1: Yeah, we actually had a full auto 410 what upper here what well the upper obviously wasn't full auto but yeah you could we were gonna put it on our lower (laughs) it it didn't cycle yeah i was gonna say that would have been insane Yeah, cool that would have been so
2: i shot the uh what was that shotgun that you had like the twist of the magazine it was a cylinder and you twisted it It was made here the srm yeah the srm shotgun Mm -hmm. and i shot it uh when they had it wasn't it was full auto oh i don't know yeah they had an auto one when i went when it first came out i went out with those guys from snake river machine and we shot it and it was right before it came out in the call of duty game and that was really fun but my shoulder was bruised for (laughs) weeks (laughs) oh i believe it yeah but you only have i think it's four rounds in each tube and you have three tubes so you gotta boom boom boom, and then twist it it, and then boom 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 boom, boom, and then switch it (laughs) it'd still be a lot of fun It it was a lot of shotgun shells. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think what we can take away from this, though, is that um, if you wanted to point somebody to some literature on, you know, the truths and realities about firearms and firearm owners and um, AR-15s or any kind of firearm, you could go to the uh, NSSF, which is uh, National Shooting Sports Foundation. Again, the uh, NSSF.org. A lot of cool stuff there. So
1: Tons of good
0: stuff. Um, But you know what? I'm just going to say that maybe... It isn't like the end of the world and the Second
1: Amendment isn't going to disappear, just like Steve says, because... Do you remember what I said exactly? I said it was not going to be the same as we know it today, and I still believe that. I'm paraphrasing.
2: Well, let Mark finish his statement, because I think (laughs) he's going somewhere with that. Well, just
0: because there's a a Gallup poll out um, that came out four days ago, and uh, they found out that support for stricter U.S. gun laws is at the lowest level since 2016.
2: I wonder why that is. I think,
1: it, I think it has to do with politics. I mean, we have to mention that right now. Well,
2: I think all gun control has to do with politics.
1: Well, I, now when I say politics, I think we talk about the 5 million new owners. Like, there's a reason why there's new owners. And, of course, with all these new firearms owners, they're going to understand that, oh, maybe the Second Amendment really has to do with protection of myself
2: from from tyranny. Yeah, or from any sort of people. I I think that a big push of the five million new gun owners is probably the fear of having to protect their property and stuff because of this pandemic that we're going through. Well,
1: and not only that, when they're talking about defunding police departments, exactly. And and so now they realize, well, this is it's really based on us. Now we got to do something. So
2: in the cities where I don't what was it, Portland, uh, California. Where they're not sending the police. Portland is
1: not in California.
2: (laughs) Well, I meant cities and then I meant to say California. (laughs) Portland, California. They're basically the same place. I mean, it it is basically basically the same. same, But but anyways, where they're not, someone's breaking into your home, let them have your stuff. We're not showing They're not sending, yeah, they're not sending people out now. So, yeah, we need to own guns.
0: And that's the funny thing is that people, even who are against guns, that's the first thing that they go to. And say that, well, I need to get one to protect myself and my family, like instantaneously.
2: Karate isn't good enough for you? That's just what people do.
0: That's huh. I mean that's article after article about people saying that's well, just you know,
2: it's interesting how those of least. us who said that when we didn't need to protect ourselves, but it might happen when they said, Oh, we'll just call the police and then they want to defund them and now they want to have the guns yeah. too. Huh.
1: It's almost like they understand that there might be something different going on. It's weird. Yeah, I think people kind of get a reality check. So,
0: but what's interesting is that it's still a majority of people, at least what they, what they, the people that they polled. Yeah. So, fifty-seven percent in the U.S. of people call for stricter gun laws.
2: But I also said beware of polls.
1: Well, they can definitely say whatever you want. So, if you look at their graph on there, it said you know. They have the three different colors,
2: because I never got asked if I wanted stricter gun laws. Yeah, where where are
1: <laughs> these where are these taking place? You where who probably are they, who probably are uh,
2: Chicago, where yeah. they have the strictest gun laws, but they need more because the gun violence is is bad. The well, worst it comes across country.
1: from Ohio, Indiana, Indiana. That's what I said. That's okay.
2: Yeah. it's far away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. If you look at the graph, though, that um, you can kind of see since 1990, I think, is when they have it. 1990 to 2020. In 1990, it actually start off, started off in at uh, 78% of people who wanted more strict gun laws. And then the lowest point was, I think, 2012. 2010, 2012, 2010, yeah. 2011. Like that. Um, that a lot of people, I think, people um, were divided basically in half between keeping gun laws as it was or making them more strict but there was a also a significant percentage of people who wanted to relax gun laws
1: yeah well and if you look at the the percentage of people that want it less strict i mean it it went up pretty high 2015 and then dropped again then it's coming back up
2: so something that interests me and then i was talking to someone about the other what happened to mass shootings this year well, nobody's going to school and there's people are locked at home and that's actually they talk
0: about that that um, there hasn't been a high, a major mass shooting in the US since mid 2019. I
2: time? think that's be- well. That um, I think that's because President Trump put it put his fist down and just said no more mass shootings. We're not promoting that. Maybe. Yep.
1: <laughs> Maybe not.
2: Well, I'm a blind follower. So. <laughs> Here, here's um, some tinfoil. Yeah, everybody put your tinfoil hats on. But also, how how would an assault weapons ban work now? Because there's no way, like, we talked about you couldn't get the 22 million guns off the street. Also, the 70 million magazines. And, I mean, I grew up during the assault weapons ban. I don't really remember it, but I'll tell yeah. you this. when it When they put that into place... The AR-15 was not what it is today. There was not the, manu- the well, amount of manufacturers. Well, we had, there was not the amount of accessories. There was the there industry. Wasn't, there was not. Yeah, I mean, in the AR-15 created a whole new yeah after niche in the firearms industry. Yeah. So how does that go away?
0: I think I brought. I think I, we talked about that before. We, I mean, but we had the same question. We didn't really have an answer yeah. to it. But I mean, you think about like you said. Okay, so there's 12,000 people in manufacturing. Just of firearms and ammo, you know, of about five thousand people making their own holsters. How many more thousands of people are making AR parts, or you know, anything yeah, just related like a, to the just, AR? Just like a
2: muzzle break. Like okay, that those numbers don't include the guy. Um, they don't include Cody, right? They making making a, a muzzle break in his home shop. Yeah. I mean, it's a business, but they didn't they didn't add him into those numbers. So. Right, and that's how he makes his living. Yeah, and he's making. And I don't know that – I know he makes more than this, but say all he's making is one muzzle break, but he's selling forty, fifty thousand dollars 50000 a year worth of yeah. that muzzle break. Yeah. So, now he's done. But then you, he's not the only one doing it. There's probably two, 3,000 other people making just a muzzle break. Just muzzle breaks, Or making yeah. just this one – just a, a mag release for the AR-15. Like right. The, the amount yeah. of depth – that it goes into with the manufacturing and the, the amount of people that that affects, I think, is more than the people that are affected by so-called gun violence. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, it's I think it's there's, yeah, like a significant amount of people and you would have a lot of people out of a job. And what are they going to do? You know, not to say that they wouldn't be able to find something else, but it really does, I think,
1: create more jobs and creates opportunities for people to go into business for themselves. Well, and, and when you talk to the people in the firearms community, because it, it really is a community, you go know, mm-hmm. to SHOT Show, so many people know everybody. Right. Like, it's not that huge of an industry to where, I mean, I mean, everybody knows everybody somewhere. I mean, Joey. Like he talks about people. Like, oh, yeah, I almost worked for Colt. Or, like, he knows all these people. Yeah,
0: or some everybody knows somebody. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: it's it's an industry that is extremely kind to each other. Like it's very there's some net for sure. There's some backbiting. Then and, and there's some losers that are in the industry. But for the most <laughs> part, like
2: thanks for talking
1: about. Oh, him. Sorry, he's right here. I know. I, well, I had to come out about it anyway. <laughs> But it's a very close-knit community. So, you think about 12,000 people that may lose their jobs or 5,000 people that may lose their jobs, that's going to impact the community quite a bit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it it sucks. It's not good. It's going to
2: make a real big market for lever-action rifles. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and
0: kind of
1: switching gears over to… Three-round lever-action rifles.
0: Another fact is that, I guess, there still is a… Uh, or there's a weak support for a handgun ban, so. Yeah. But that doesn't say anything about magazines. It's literally just talking about banning what
1: I, handguns stuff. What I see is if there is any kind of ban coming through, it'll be uh, like a reboot of the assault weapons ban. Um, I don't think there'll be any registration right off the bat or anything like that. But uh, but it'll just be a huge reduction in, in manufacturing sales. Um, and there might be same thing with the magazine ban. You'll be Ten rounds magazines for yeah. I don't even X know. I
2: don't know that it would be possible for them to ban the possession of the AR-15s, but I, I think, don't think that, that's possible, I think they no. could regulate the living crap out of new, the manufacture. Yeah, mm-hmm. new
1: stuff. That's and that's what happened in '94. Is is uh, it wasn't illegal to own one, but getting any kind of support, any parts, any new guns? Yeah, not going to happen. Wild. Well, and the other thing I just thought of too about um, online—if you can't
0: buy parts or buy ammo or stuff like that online—that's another whole industry that's going to go up because, like, go up to nothing because you are going to have how many people, how many businesses are there that have raised, you know, built their business on, you know, selling guns or selling ammo online? Do you find a spring? You know,
1: I was thinking this might be—is that I thought it maybe it was a pen at first, but no, I think that might have to do with the. Looks buffer like, retention spring. I was going to say, it looks like an AR spring.
2: <laughs> um, so what I wonder is when it comes to parts, accessories, like where do they draw the line on what parts and accessories? So that that's all. it's all variable, but it, it makes me nervous because I sell my stuff primarily online. So does that affect me or does it not affect me? Yeah, because what you make can be considered a, a, yep. an accessory. It's well, definitely an accessory, but do they want to take away the ability for you to carry around that firearm so they say okay now you can't buy holsters well I think you've already felt the ripples of that now oh absolutely
1: so I mean you've you've seen your stuff get restricted that your your ads are taken taken down I mean it's ridiculous.
2: well the, the censorship on social media is not directed directly at me but yeah I, lately like stuff that's not even that I could have posted, a few months ago, now it's getting, like, to the verge where they told me they're going to delete my Instagram account. Yeah. Because, really? Because I posted a meme from Step Brothers that said the name Joe Biden in it.
1: Interesting. Well, one of my videos on YouTube that I put on years ago and I haven't even looked at my YouTube content just got age-restricted. Because of firearms? Because I – you know the those stupid little closed-captioned Hitler videos? Yeah. <laughs> yeah i had one about him building a range oh geez yeah and i thought it was hilarious
2: well it's interesting too because it's not like facebook and instagram is just like straight up censoring or banning my content Mm -hmm. so like the other night when i had that meme taken down for three and a half hours i couldn't use my account I could go into my personal account, do whatever I wanted, send messages, upload pictures, because I was, I have five accounts, so I was going through them. The only one was the Hoftack account, and it would say network error. Couldn't upload anything, couldn't see any yeah, of my pictures. So maybe they yeah, they just like disabled of,
0: it for a while.
2: Yeah, and that's not the first time that happened. So I've been trying to run promotions for Black Friday, and they go into review, and then they sit in review for three days and then say, we can't upload this promotion. Instead of just denying it... They do that. And then the last one that got denied wasn't denied for firearms or anything. It was denied for political views or some something that it said poli- or political. And I was like, what? That's surprising. Because it was, I think I had some words in the post or something that was about like during these uncertain times or something or during this election. Really? Yeah. Because I used the, there's the like keywords. Like, yeah, the word election. If you, I think it was for those Trump trays. I put the word, anything with the word Trump, even in the image, would have a censorship little thing on the bottom.
1: Well, and what's driving me crazy is to see the results of the election, the results of insert certified. Like, I don't care. I like I I I hear the news. I get what's going on. Yeah, right? I think everybody knows what's going on. But and and you're not alone. Like oh, no. anybody else in the industry? I'm just a lucky reduction. that they
2: haven't deleted my account. Like they have multiple people that I know. Yeah. So I'm just really? I'm really playing it safe because I don't want to lose. That ability to interact with my 15,000 followers on Instagram. So I'm just playing it safe for now. But if anyone out there is developing an app similar to Instagram, I would love to be in the beta testing because I'm ready to leave. Yeah. But I need it to be like Instagram, not Clapper, not Rumble, not parlor. I need it to be like Instagram with a gallery and yeah. without all the algorithms. I don't even care about running ads. I just want to be able to reach people. Again. Yeah.
1: Well, I think you'll see something like that coming. You know, something that I heard and might have been today that actually made a lot of sense was like Facebook and Instagram and these, they are basically the telephone service of our day like oh
0: yeah that's a good that's a good way and, of looking at it you know it. when
1: do they say well you got to regulate well you can't regulate a private company well we went through the same dilemma 80 years ago whatever it was or more with the telephone company right, right. Ma bell was too big we had to well, break it up
2: it's like i think i brought this up uh a couple weeks ago uh i was listening to the joe rogan podcast and he said social media is now turning into a utility yeah. Just like you're saying, like the phone company, it's turning into a utility and restricting certain access to certain people yep. is now taking away their ability to communicate with people across the country and, it really and is. to see what is going on because they've become, no matter what Facebook and Twitter says, they've become a news source and now they're regulating yeah. their new, I, but it, then again, the news is creating their own news. They don't investigate anything anymore. So What does it matter, I guess?
1: CNN is for sale if you're looking to buy it. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what's going to make me laugh of it is if Trump buys CNN? The
2: Cartoon News Network?
1: (laughs) Because Trump's going to start a news network.
2: Yeah, but I think he should start the MAGA News Network.
1: Yeah, but he needs to buy CNN and then change it. Do you know how hilarious (laughs) that would be? I
2: want... This is what I want to see if... Even if Trump wins, but if he doesn't win, I want to see this. I want to see the MAGA News Network, and (laughs) instead of the Republican Party, I want him to start his own political party party. called the MAGA MAGA Party, because when I run for state Senate, I'll run under the MAGA Party.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, one thing, and again, we don't really want to turn this into a political show. I mean, that's not what we are, but like him or hate him, he has definitely changed American politics, good or bad or indifferent. He's definitely changed American politics. Well, won't be he, the same
2: I think that he opened the eyes to a lot of people who were not political to just look and see what was going on and drew a huge light to the government
1: yeah I mean there's things I definitely don't like about Donald Trump he, he needs to keep off Twitter like <laughs> there's things I hate about him but there's also a lot of things that he's done that have never
2: I'm just mad paid. that he's still on Twitter why hasn't he moved over to parlor? I don't may- even look at Twitter anymore come on dude yeah, maybe he is on Parlor. <laughs> he's not I just I just <laughs> tried to tag him yesterday in one of my posts he's not on there his son his daughter uh, they're all on there but he's not on there he's still posting on Twitter and getting censored like just move over I
1: don't know. I don't anyway,
0: know. <laughs> well, do you guys have anything else? Um, firearms news related? Those are the two big things that I had. Um,
2: Black Friday's coming up. Is there any any deals that you've seen? You know, we probably people? should
1: maybe even bring that up because it is, well, you know. I mean, they're doing Black deals Friday's, all month, but Black Friday is always a big deal, right? Yeah. And and we, I showed Mark some of the stuff that the store has set aside for Black Friday, and that's not even all of it. Um, I could show you another part of the store that is ridiculous. So uh, we have product here that we're ready for Black Friday. Yeah, come check out what we'll have on Black Friday. And and I think I think nationally, as far as gun stuff, Black Friday is going to be kind of a big deal. To so see. is the I store so is the
2: store doing in store sales or is this going?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of stuff. So you can there's come down to stuff. the
2: come down to the store on
1: Black Friday. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I I don't know. Maybe I'll come over for it. It's kind of fun. Yeah, could be. It's a nightmare. Actually, kind of you
2: know what? I might come down here and just hang out and talk to people.
1: It's fun. Like, See what's going on. See who's... That could be fun. Yeah. We could do a live broadcast on Black Friday. We could. <laughs> That'd be chaos. That'd be mass chaos. Can, can
2: we just pull random people and interview them?
1: We've
0: done
2: it before. Yeah. Yeah. We would have had an expo this year, and we, that's what we would have done. So, all um, right. Well, we should... On the next show, we should talk a little bit about Black Friday. Yeah. what's going on
1: yeah because yeah, cool. i imagine you probably got some ideas coming up for yeah your I, stuff.
2: I got some stuff coming up i also have some stuff for the listeners and the oh, yeah. store. so
1: yeah
0: yeah that'll be good so we'll do that next time and uh, but if you want to get a hold of us now podcast at iishooting.com or uh, facebook and instagram at range minded podcast nick where they where can they find you
2: so you can find me on instagram at Hoftac industries and now on parlor at HofTack eo EO. And I've had a
1: hard time getting used to Parler, but I am on Parler.
2: Under- it's because it's like Twitter, and me and you are not Twitter Yeah, fans, I am not a Twitter but, guy. But I will say I'm starting to figure it out. And it's confusing. I would rather you. be over there than Facebook. So
1: Really? Well, I guess we better make the jump.
2: Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a rundown on how I use it. but Get a primer on it. There you go. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm going to change my, my Parler name. Teach the old dog new tricks. Yeah. So Cool. Well, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Be safe. Hey, take somebody shooting, or at least take them dry firing (laughs) or point them to the NSSF page. Yeah. So
0: thanks for listening guys. Talk to you next time. Be safe. Thanks for listening to range minded. Find us online at range minded podcast on Facebook or send us an email at podcast at iishooting.com. We're always happy to get feedback, episode suggestions, whatever you want to send us really. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever else you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.